Glad you could join us this morning on 10 Minutes in the Field. My name is David. Each one of us has been called to a field, whether it be a teenager, a father, a mother, a youth leader, or if you simply consider yourself a regular Christian. Our field is the world we live in. For each one's field, the challenges are different, but the expectations are the same, to bring glory to God. This morning, I pray that you'll be encouraged as we look at the scriptures together. As we come to the end of this series, Secularism versus Biblical Worldview, my hope is that you've enjoyed the last three episodes. If you're not listening to them, I strongly advise that you start there. It's funny, about a week ago, I asked my daughter Faith to finish her food. Just like a normal parent who has said something over and over, I told her how in our generation our parents begged us to stop eating. To which we replied, Dad, communities have changed. Now, experiences cannot be the basis for our children's obedience, but God's word which cannot change. Yes, communities change, but his standards don't. My biggest question therefore is as a parent now, how do I explain these principles? a six-year-old because they apply to her as well. This being the last episode, it is slightly longer than all the others. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Be blessed. It's amazing how the Christian worldview just does a very good job in answering this question. The ones who are looking at what's the meaning of life, origin, where did I come from, God created the heavens and the earth, why am I here for the glory of God, where am I going, which will live for all eternity, for all eternity. Second one, momentary pleasures versus what? Eternal purpose. In Luke 12, 19, he says, Listen, and he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store up my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat and drink. Be merry. But God said to him, What? Fool. This night your soul is what? Is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich towards who? And is not rich towards God. 2 Corinthians 4, 16, 17. We don't lose heart. Though our outward self is doing what? Wasting our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this Light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but the things that are what? Unseen. For the things that are seen are transcendent, but the things that are unseen are what? Are eternal. There is more to come. There is more to come. The next one. Secular worldview versus the Christian worldview. The secular worldview produces despair. While the Christian worldview produces what? Hope. Ephesians 2.12 Remember that you were at one at the time separate from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope, and without who? And without God in the world. We had no hope. And now as believers we have hope, because we view the world differently. We have hope. We have hope. 2nd, 1st Thessalonians 4.13 What happens if you're going through despair? Usually what happens? Even Christians, we turn to wine. Turn to drugs. We turn to habits. Say no, that's what the world does. Just when you're done, say what have I done? 
because the problem is still right there with you. The problem is still right there with you. Some of us turn to fighting. Some of us turn to eating. Eating can be a disorder. You're stressed, just eat. That's not a solution. The despair is still right there with you. But there's hope. But we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers. Why? About those who are asleep. That you may not grieve as others who do not have what? Who do not have hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Who have fallen asleep. One of the most devastating events for me was the death of my dad as a child. I cannot imagine a child going through that. Okay, even adults. Just, it's just, um, to lose someone is just, it's just something else. It's just something else. And that's why First Thessalonians is not denying the grieving part. It doesn't deny the grieving part. It doesn't deny the pain and the suffering. It does not. He says, but we will grieve not like those without what? Without hope. We do have hope. There is hope. Because we see the world differently. We see the world the way God sees the world. And if we can do that as believers, guess what? The world will look and say, I want what you have. I want what you have. And they'll tell you, I can't put a finger to it, but I want what you have. I really want what you have. They cannot be looking at our marriages and I say, what are they doing? I will stay single and cohabit with my boyfriend if that's what marriage is. No, we don't want that. Not that we put up a fake picture of it, but we strive, we strive to flourish those marriages by serving one another because we see the world differently. Because we see the world differently. I was talking to a friend once and they played the devil's advocate. He was complaining and just wondering how he's going to move on. And as we were talking, 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 he said, you know what? I think these wives of ours take us for granted. You come home, coming home alone, eh? <laughs> so coming home alone, you should be clapping your hands. Then I come home, I'm showering the kids, maybe mop the house, done the dishes a bit. But still, you never get to satisfy them because they want more and more and more and more. I say, yeah, 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 you're right. I am right, based on the world standards. But when it comes to God's standards, that's exactly what he has called me to do. To be a servant. To be a servant. That is exactly what he has called me to be. To be a servant. Love her. How? How? Like Christ did what? Loved the church, washed their feet, and died for them. That was if they are killing, I'm dying first. That's the love he has asked us to do as husbands. That's the love he has asked us as husbands. Because we see the world differently. We don't compare our marriages to the world marriage because those guys' marriages don't last. They don't. I keep following all these movie actors who today they are married to this one, tomorrow they are divorced, three months later this one they divorced just doesn't make sense any other way. It only makes sense the biblical, the biblical way. How do you view the world? How do you view the world? Have you viewed the world that way? The other question is, how will you invest your life? Therefore, 
that when you're done, where am I here? Where am I heading? It's the same question. How am I going to invest my life? How am I going to invest my life? That's the question for you to answer, really. How am I going to invest my life? Where am I putting my energies? Where am I putting my efforts? I hope it is in presenting hope to the rest of the world. On our Friday, I was so tired. So tired. I left the office and I went home. And I told uh, Faith in the office I'm going to sleep for the next maybe one hour and a half. But I took a nap for one hour and a half straight in the afternoon in the heat. But getting up, yikes. I had to go for a Bible club in this school, Elite, along the Terry Road. And somehow I'm thinking, should I call Ian? <laughs> Ian to go. Getting up, actually got up, went to the to the to the kitchen, got a glass of water, drank, and I first went back and laid down again. That's how exhausted I was. And I'm saying, what am I up to really? And I got up anyway. Meanwhile, going to that school, the previous Friday we had been there with Solomon. But they were so disorganized, they were not expecting us. Try to sweep the main hall. The main hall is a huge, huge. It's that football pitch. Like that football pitch with that two other legs. It's huge. And they're trying to sweep it just before we start. And the guy said, you know what? It'll take us another one hour and a half to get this place clean. Please, let's do this next Friday. And so my heart, part of me is thinking, I may still go and they postpone. I can as well call and postpone before I do what? Before I go. And so I get there an hour early to set up. And the guy at this way, I said, hey! They told me you're coming at four, and it is four, and you're here. Wow, the guy dropped everything he was doing and went straight to the hall to do what? To start the setup, put the sound, put the projector, and everything. And the kids were a bit late, about 10 minutes, but they began to come in. About 400 of those kids sat down. They were trying to start a Bible club, and I shared with them the importance of God's word. And 20 of them gave their lives to Christ. And I'm like, wow, this is it. Now, if you remind me of that nap that I didn't want to get up, this is of more what? More value. Like Paul put it, it's like a lady going through the pains of child what? child birth and Paul is saying I'll go through this until Christ is formed in, in you I'll endure it until Christ is what because the joy that comes with that baby is now crying in the arms of the mother she doesn't remember the nine months I've been there twice, it's not enough scientific data but she does not remember only the joy only the joy now how did you understand it this way I thought about it those 20 guys last week on Friday you know what that was? That is them coming back to what? To life, literally. It may not be the hospital sense, because in as much as this guy is back to life, able to walk again, he will lose that life. But that's the only way to see Christ. Either he comes, or we do what? Or we go to him. But the gospel that we share, that is literally bringing someone back to life. Because we were dead in our trespasses. That's the value right there. Not in any way despising human life in terms of the earthly material life that we have now, but I'm trying to use that picture to draw for us what we do as believers when you go out to share the gospel, despite of what we are going through. We are bringing someone else back to what? Another song says, we have the resurrection power where? Inside of us. Even when we die, we shall have what? Life. That is exactly what the scriptures are saying, that our life is what? For eternity, it's for eternity. When the Holy Spirit dwells in us, that is life. That's how we should view the world today. Let's bow our heads. And
pray as we close. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much because you give us answers to our most disturbing questions. Why we are here, where we come from, what we should be doing, where we are going. And Father, I pray if there be anyone here who may not be sure about their eternity, maybe they've been postponing accepting you for a long time, that today your Holy Spirit will work their lives towards obedience, towards accepting you as Lord and Savior. And if you're sitting here and you're saying, David, I'd like today for the first time in my life to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior, just put up your hand quickly and then put it down if you're here. Just put it up and then put it down. If you're here and you say, David, I'd like to accept Christ today. Just put up your hand and then put it down before I close in prayer. Anyone? Father, we thank you. And we pray that as we meet our neighbors, that as we begin to live this life, this day, Monday to Friday and Saturday, may we view the world the way you view it, the way the scriptures view it. That we see all of this in relation to eternity. And to understand that we are not alone, we are not in this alone, but we are with you. Guide us day, every day, Lord. That your word will be the light unto our paths and the lamp unto our feet. We will not do anything that is contrary to your word. In as much as it may provide temporary pleasure, may we seek eternal pleasure and pleasing you and you alone. We thank you. With ourselves to you now. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, before you go, just know that we arrived safely in Nairobi and will be traveling back home tomorrow. The vision for our ministry in Rwanda is more clear. There are new opportunities. We are beginning to plan another training, this time with senior pastors. Well, I'll keep you posted as new developments come up. Thank you so much for listening to 10 Minutes in the Field. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Kindly share with friends and remind them to subscribe. Hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.